0: Dark Side of Eve, Chapter 4, Divided by the Law Previously, on the Dark Side of Eve. Eve made her way down to the hospital for men. There she helps to operate, but this isn't all she has to stand to understand and to accept this day. Can she really go on like this? Episode 16 Eve entered the anteroom of the surgery theatre. She washed herself in the professional way, put on an antiseptic work coat, and entered the next room. She placed herself at the other side of the operation table and looked straight in the eyes of Dr. Mackenzie. I will help you. I am a surgeon. You cannot manage everything alone. Too many injured in the corridor. Just tell me what to do. I am not sure if this is good, he stammered. Is this important? First we work, later we discuss the rules. The doctor nodded and told her what he was doing and what would be helpful from her side. I am going to make a laparotomy. You know the procedure? Eve nodded. The operation was soon at an end. After this they made plans what to do next. They looked after the injured in the corridor and made a list. Dr. Mackenzie cured all the worst cases with a beginner doctor and Eve made the easier things with another beginner doctor. The male nurses, Eve noticed, were extremely well-trained. They were helpful but also independent in their work. She hasn't much to order. They knew what to do and when. For example, they looked after the waiting patients, gave medicine against the pain but also assisted in the operation. After a lot of hours, Eve did not count how many. They were nearly finished. No more crying in the hallway, no more injured in the theatre. At some point, Eve thought about the children she was sure they made their way home on their own she had sent a message to the housekeeper and begged her to go on carrying about the children did this message reach the woman was a message sent out from this part of the city eve didn't know she simply hoped it had happened After all was finished, and as the last operation was done, they had a coffee in the small office of Dr. Mackenzie. Without you, we would not have managed, and I am very thankful, but I am sure you will get into a lot of trouble. I am so sorry. Everyone looked sheepishly in his mug. Nothing bad will happen. I have a good feeling. Don't worry. The arbitress will not approve your work. I think she will understand the need, but I have to go. I have to look after my children.' Eve and Dr. Mackenzie walked slowly down the corridor. Our beginner doctors are not bad, but too inexperienced. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Eve said friendly and looked at him. He smiled a little. They were nearly at the end of the corridor, when a male nurse came around and asked the doctor to come as soon as possible. Dr. Mackenzie nodded in agreement. They said goodbye in a professional but friendly way and Eve turned to the door. She touched the handle and then she turned around again. She looked after the two men. They talked and walked quickly into an examination room. Eve paused a moment and then she followed. She walked back to the room. The door was open and she joined. She looked at the face of the patient. She knew the man. She stepped closer and remembered. He was the man in uniform at the very first dinner with the arbitress. Nobody said his name, but she remembered his face. What was his problem? Dr. Mackenzie talked to the man. Just a moment, Warren, and you will sleep. I will take care of you. He gave him an injection and whispered something against the pain. The man closed his eyes. A teardrop ran over his cheek. His pain seemed to be unbelievably large. We know each other. Eve said in a low voice, and he opened his eyes for a moment. He looked at her and nodded. Then he passed out. You should go. This is not a case you can help. What is his problem? Really, you have to go. Was it an accident? Sorry, Dr. Schmidt, but this is another case. You should leave. Eve did not want to give in. She worked hard all day, and now she deserved a little trust. She stood still and looked adamant. Dr. Mackenzie sighed. The usual stuff. He is here every second or third week. Same procedure always, same condition. Eve pulled up the blanket a bit and looked under the material. Wails everywhere. She was shocked, and as she put down the blanket, her sight fell on one of his hands, and she saw the marks of the handcuffs around the wrist. She stepped back and looked again at Dr. Mackenzie. This time she was not as self-reliant as before. Who... Did this? The arbitress, he answered, dead hearted. The arbitress? He is her slave. She tortures him until he is nearly dead. We cure him, he goes back, he comes back, and after a few days it goes on and on and on. Nobody cares? Why, Warren is her slave. It is her right and his honor. Bullshit, this is the biggest bullshit I have ever heard. Eve took a long breath and asked, Why? Why? Because she likes to torture. She enjoys it. It has a sexual or an aggressive meaning for her. I don't know. Nobody asked her. Not even Warren. But he has to defend himself. Why? It is his fate to serve with his life and body. It is an honor. He will do until he dies. Don't you understand? His voice turned angry but Eve did not give in. Why doesn't he leave? Where shall he go? He lives in the palace. This is the only place he is allowed to be, and if he leaves, just for example, just saying, she selects another slave, and everything will start again. Eve was speechless. During the month she lived here on Zelal, she saw the arbitress a few times. She was a thin, blonde woman, and it does not look like she had so much muscle power. How could that happen? Why was her mind so brutal? At home, she had problems to concentrate on the children. She wished Thomas would be here. He would be able to explain. It was still impossible for her to believe these facts. As always, when she found out new and unexpected facts of her new home, she shocked. But was it that unexpected? Or does it just feel like this because Eve never really wanted to look behind the curtains of this society? She could have seen this when she had focused on this cohabitation. An inner voice told her she could have seen it. An inner voice? Was she manipulated? Sure she was, and she knew it. She slept badly as she always did when she got bad information. She dreamt about it nearly all night long, but in the morning, short before she woke up, she saw the ocean, a blue and green water, endlessly and beautiful. Yes, now she was sure somebody or something was manipulating her. And finally, it or she wanted her to feel good, gave her nice pictures. Sitting at the breakfast table the next morning, she told herself to go back to the daily routine. At last, it was not her problem. She had to care for the children, especially for Eric. He should not have a fate like this. As usual, she brought the children to school and went to work. She crossed the stairways and went upstairs to her ward. She opened the door and looked in the eyes of two guards. They were waiting for her.